Yo, Haitian, go crazy with it. Pitbulls. My name is Rafisa. You're listening to Shubla Cat, and I hope you're having an awesome day. If you liked that beat, that's Haitian's work. You can find him on Instagram. His handle is at one Haitian. That will be one, the number one, H A Y S H U N. Today's episode is titled "The Day of the Dead." Let me show you why. In Haiti, the Day of the Dead is actually celebrated during the first two days of November, depending on your religious or spiritual affiliation. Essentially, it is to honor those who have passed as they live on in our hearts. In 2009, I moved from Canada to Haiti. I said goodbye to my old reality and hello to a new tropical environment. I didn't have much expectations except for the fact that I was eager to actually live with my dad. He's a surgeon, so he hadn't left Haiti with my mom and I when I was three. Now the family would be reunited, my parents, my siblings, and I. I left in June, and my mom enrolled me in a summer camp where kids were obsessed with soccer and card games. I was not. Chez Madame Lebrun. I learned to swim, amongst other things. The difficult part was fitting in. My Creole wasn't that good. I wrote it better than I spoke it. I had a half-Canadian accent when speaking French, and people thought I was bougie for that. I was shy and yet bold, not the perfect mix to make new friends. There was one person who had been genuine and welcoming from the start. Her name was Florence. She was my age, and she was like a ray of sunshine. I still think she had this effect on many of us. She made me feel like being different was special. She helped me feel like I belonged and gave me pointers for the upcoming school year. Now, when you're eight in 2009, there weren't many ways to stay in contact with people you left. I wasn't really talking to my friends in Canada. And after leaving camp, I didn't hear from Florence. But her advice paid off, as I would think of her and what she shared with me when I felt alone. She probably didn't know how important she ended up being to me. The following year, the day before my birthday, there was a huge earthquake causing the death of millions. On January 12, 2010, Florence died. Between 9 and 16 years old, I lost a place called home four times, for four different reasons. Three shook my pride, all four were sad. But I wasn't without shelter. While several friends and family members offered to help, all four times I ended up being in the same place, my uncle and aunt's house, Toto Junior and Mom Gitsi. Honestly, they're like my third set of grandparents. My uncle taught me things such as etiquette and poise, and made me follow a set of rules commonly deemed as old-fashioned. 
Every Sunday, he'd fill the first floor of the house with music, often classical, and invited me to share part of my art with him. He was the ultimate hype man. Even when we moved out, if I was going if I was going out and looked great, I would make detours to pass by his house and receive one of his compliments. Whenever I wore an afro, I would be his Angela Davis. He believed in me, to the point where he would forget to ask me about my grades or competitions because he'd assume I did great. He always said he knew I'd achieve amazing things, especially with my art. He said my art moved him, that it was inspiring. He called it genius. Even if I didn't aspire too much, I would have to find myself some ambition just to make him proud. So I'd know he was right to believe in me the way that he did. On January 1st, 2020, Toto Jr. died. I could go on. I lost a few people I cared deeply for. If there is one thing they would agree on, dead or alive, is that we cannot put our lives on pause because of death. Imagine if people who died could know what we, the living, are up to. So these people, who have lost a chance to live on, would observe you not living, not accomplishing what you wanted to get done, not going after what you told them you would seek. Loss is difficult. It doesn't really get easier. But I believe we should try to focus on the things they taught us. They had a role in our lives. Destiny or not, their presence had a purpose. Any one of our interactions with someone can lead to a train of thoughts or an action. Be aware of what your loved ones teach you. How they help you shape your behavior for the better. When they make your life better, be aware of how they make you feel, so you know how to make others feel this way. Be aware of how they made your world a better place. Chances are, it wasn't by putting their life on pause. They didn't make you experience these feelings by dwelling on the sad parts of their lives. Don't get me wrong. It's important to take the time to cry and be sad. It's important to be able to acknowledge their absence and let ourselves be vulnerable enough to see how it affects us. But they wouldn't want you to let go of everything. They would want you to keep fighting, even if their death felt unfair. Since when has there been fairness in death anyway? Lastly, be aware of how you impact the lives of those around you. Not just for how you will be remembered, Maybe they'll have to go before you, and then you wouldn't want to regret not being present in a given relationship. If you lost someone important to you, especially in 2020, may they rest in peace. Remember that they would want you to keep fighting. And if, they're, and if they weren't particularly optimistic, then remember that they loved you. When you love someone, you want them to move forward in their lives and achieve great things. Happy day of the dead in advance. When, ironically, you celebrate life, not death. Thank you for listening to today's episode. You can follow Shublak Cat on Instagram. That will be C-H-O-U-B-L-A-K-4, the number four. You can also subscribe 
to whichever platform you're listening this from. I'm an artist and you'll find my work on Instagram. My handle is at Rafisarilo. That will be R-A-F-I-S-A-R-E-L-O. Have a blessed day. Ciao, ciao. Bye, bye.